Hello and welcome to Extreme Tasting League Scotch Edition. You know you've been doing it ahead of time. Dave. You suck. I hate it when you do that. Fuck you, Dave. <laughs> I'm serious. Complaining, like always, at Dave at the beginning of the show because it's my move. We're joined again by Megan Culverhouse of the Ridiculous Pub Company. Hey, you guys. It's good to be back after two weeks. I, I love what you guys have done with your hair. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it, it takes forever to get this braided. I know. It's, uh, it's glorious. Yeah. I need to get my beard braided again. Yeah, it's been a while. Can we put bells and flowers in? Yes. Awesome. I'm so you want to do that? We totally can. Facebook me. <laughs> I, will, I will do that, sir. And there will be photos, and we will put them online, and it will be glorious. I will. All right. And, and, uh, you're, you're not the first person to offer, but you could be the first person to make it happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Call the throne. Challenge accepted. Oh, he delivers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, she's got plenty of material from all those puppets she worked with. She mm-hmm. probably makes really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. She can really make you look like a dwarf. We can work a little wire in there. We can make you like hippie beard stocking. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I am all about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and the sad thing is, is, he really is. I totally am. Mm-hmm. I, I love to get my beard braided. <laughs> he just likes to be touched by women. That's, that is also true. Yeah. That is also true. Um, tonight... <laughs> On tonight's exciting episode, we shall be having the the Bunhaben Toitik. Because he can pronounce things. Yes. yes. Those are real words. Yes. In Gaelic. Yeah, well, look at that. Seriously. Um, we call it the Bunny Haben. Yeah, I, but, I, uh, I would agree with that. It's a uh, Bunhaben. And then, <clears throat> Perrin... We are drinking the Dalmore Cigar Malt. And I think he's doing it intentionally because you're not here. It, it, it's totally his idea. I had nothing to do Sidious with it. He just picked it. He's just lying. Saying. He's lying. Yeah, parents which, one, which one of us lies and which one of us tells the truth? That sounds like a logic problem. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> the logic problem is that neither of us does either. <laughs> Wait, if I was going to ask him, what would he say? <laughs> Can she do that? I always tell the truth. Vindicated. <laughs> <laughs> I am permanent. They failed. All right. What? <laughs> All right. Xerxes is joining the show as Dave's laugh warmer tonight. Yeah, he's being a very good kitty, just sitting in my lap, all chill. Which means Trill is bound to come in and disrupt the status quo any time now. But like, I don't even know what he's hiding. It's all right, we're on the carpet. Oh, all right. Good kitty. You too, Xerxes. You're also a good kitty. I mean, I am the good kitty. Yes. He's giving me dirty looks now. You implied that there might be other good kitties. Of course you would. Yeah. All right, so we're going to try this, uh, the, the, the bunny scotch. Mm. And it's okay with fresh bunnies. Maybe. Well, we're you, doing you that, might find it going to tell us about, about her dream. Yeah. Yes. Since you have some exciting something. I don't know if I would say exciting, but this is... Well, technically, on, on one level, I sort of make an appearance, if not by face, at least by position. Oh, so, no, you, you were there, actually. Oh. It was, it was, a, it was so an impressive lineup our, of people. Our uh, guest dreaming about... One of the hosts. Yeah. Sadly, I'm sure it's in a way that I am not going to come out as a winner, but that's okay. Um, so I had been talking with Bob Alberti earlier this week. And, that's uh, never a good thing. No, it never is. Uh, me, you know, we're chatting about Fearless and what's been coming up with, with the, uh, the good folk at Fearless Comedy Productions. And so last night, um, I had this dream that somehow I had 
possibly by fail, critically failing a role somewhere, I had become the new general manager of Fearless Comedy Productions. And um, I was trying to give a PowerPoint presentation to the board. And mm -hmm. it was just not going over well, like landing like a lead balloon. And every time a new slide would come up and I would try to present the next piece on the agenda, people just kept getting angrier and angrier. And, and, and you were there, but you weren't there. And, I'm not, I'm not you know, on the fearless board. Uh, I am on the fearless board, yeah, the, so it's, it's, it's my fault. That's it. And in the, it was Tim and Molly and Nick and Porter and Jenna and, 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 and Cedius, and it was just it was this whole room full of people that I know and very much appreciate and like, and all they could do was start throwing things at me. It started small stuff as I'm trying to present this very complicated PowerPoint presentation. And then it kept getting larger and larger, and Porter at one point in the dream stands up and picks up his chair and throws it at my head. Because that's what he'd do. It, it would be. But I can't stop giving the PowerPoint presentation. I have to stay on what I'm doing. And so I'm sitting there going, ne next slide, please. And then the thing started getting bigger, and then Molly Glover turned into a honey badger wearing running shoes, and Nick picked her up and threw her across the room at my head like a rabid Pokemon. Um... Kind of a X Men fastball special. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and I and I next to Hulk and she's Wolverine. That totally works. Cool. But I'm still sitting oh, there going, all right, X Men. Yeah. Next slide, please. Next slide. And I'm looking at the slides, and they become less and less sensical as I go, and it starts turning into a bad round of PowerPoint karaoke. Um, and then I woke up. Thank goodness for that. And I, I woke up to realize that I was not the general manager of Fearless Comedy Productions. And I and I sighed heavily and was grateful for that moment. Well, you're not the general manager, but if you want to be the marketing director, we're kind of actually looking for one. <laughs> um, gosh, you know, I run my own business right now, and that tends to take up quite a bit of my time. Uh, however... Uh, no. <laughs> Let's see, did I say that right? Um, I think what I actually meant to say was no. Okay. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. clarifying. But, you know, since, since you did bring it up, uh, something that is coming up uh, relatively soonish for, for Fearless Comedy Productions, we're doing our first full production stage show of, uh, called... Uh, that was not my PowerPoint presentation. No, no, I imagine it wasn't. Uh, oh, and now I'm going to kick myself. I don't I don't remember the full title, but it's something Gravethwaite Manor. I want to say it's like the Curse of Gravethwaite Manor or something like that. Hmm. But Gravethwaite Manor is, is the important thing, and it will be running... Um, mid to the end of October and the first day of uh, November, um, three three weekends worth of shows uh, at the Bryant Lake Bowl. So cool. I'm well, pretty sure it's the Bryant Lake Bowl. I really. Should <laughs> you know what? It's not no, going to matter because it's a whole month a month away. Well, I know. I have plenty of time to plug it. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to plug it early because we want to make sure it does well, and I'm sure it's the BLB because I remember there being a, a thing a couple of weeks back that Tim really needed to have art turned in on time because we don't have a marketing director and therefore art was harder to come by than it should have been. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm pretty sure if that got taken care of, I'd have to go back and look at my Facebook notes. So if you out there in Radio Land happen to be looking for a job and have some experience with marketing work, apparently you can contact these guys. Yeah, talk 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 to to myself or uh, or get a hold of Tim Wick since he's the artistic director and is the one who's really going to be doing the interviewing for the position. I think he and, and the real managing director, uh, general director uh, Lauren, even are going to be the, the the people that that really need to make that decision because they'll be the two that they're working with the most. I just approve their salary. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much all I get to do is, you know, That's ten. Joy of being on a board, though. Yeah, it's a it, it's a title that looks good on a resume, 
and I don't have to do a lot for it. And it's like Tim explained that to me, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I can do that. <laughs> the, the the joke, of course, was, wait, I could be in charge of your salary. <laughs> it's okay, Tim. You, you I, I trust you. So, so it's all good. But I'm sure he listens. Because Scotch, you know, he brings that all the time. Yeah. Well, he's got to be one of the 43 people that download the program. Well, he's been on the show, so if he's, if he's sticking to the program. He's <laughs> downloading it. Hi, Tim. I, I have no idea. I don't believe you listen to the show at all, Tim. From the, <laughs> from the, the, the faces and the voices that I, I, I heard about. Here we go. You know what? I, Tim, if you were listening to this show as it comes out uh, and you contact me, I will make you that Indiana Jones puppet that you've been asking for. But you have to mention this show, which means that it's never going to happen. <laughs> no, it's never going to happen. You're going to tell them about it now. No, no, no. no, no I, I'm not on the part of the game. I'm, I'm curious mm-hmm. myself now. I'll... All right. So I will be expecting a message from you on uh, Google Hangouts, sir. And uh, you now uh, telling me that you, you are excited about your Indiana Jones hand puppet. There we go. Speaking of hand puppets, yes. When are we getting our puppets? You know, when, when are you guys getting your puppets? Oh, for the for the, the porn shoot. You know, um, I am not sure because I have nothing to do with the Kickstarter project other than I will be getting a tattoo on my rear end of the main character, and that is something we still have to schedule as well. Um, I know that a lot of the production work has been working on trying to get the show actually sold. Sure, that's right. Really, that's the, really important. Right. Um, but they are coming. I know that for a fact, and I've had several conversations with the production team about that. I, I'm not supposed to share details about these things, you know? Stupid non-disclosure. I know, man. It's so legally binding and penalties. <laughs> so how are you supposed to promote something that doesn't exist yet if you can't talk about it? Well, I can talk about uh, parts of the work, that's for sure. Um, I, but I can't, you know, of course, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's the thing, you know. You, you can acknowledge that it exists yes. and you were a part of it. I, I was indeed a part of it, um, yes. Uh, I got to do the, the tearaway pants bit. That was uh, my favorite nice. moment of the whole show. Tearaway um, pants on puppets. Yes. yes. You haven't seen this yet, CBS, so you don't know what I'm talking about. Ooh, there is... You, you need to... I, I, I know. You gave me a reminder two weeks ago, and I still so, haven't gotten around to it. There is a scene in the show in which Fritz, the main character, uh, exposes himself. And for this scene, Gordon, Gordon Snooter, who is the lead puppet builder for the series, had to build an oversized puppet ass. Uh, for the show, and it was glorious. I had it in my basement for a while, so I could <laughs> fit this. And 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 the reason that we we had to build this because he you know he, he grabs his pants and like tearaway pants and pull off and they vanish into thin air. So I had to make a duplicate oversized set of pants for this foam puppet ass. It was a glorious puppet ass, by the way. Gordon says that he modeled it off of his own rear. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. Um, and uh, so I spent two days draping and patterning and ended up lining a set of blue and red party-colored oversized puppet pants and rigging it with uh, wires and lines so that way we could do a, a clean pull-off gag. Yeah. And um, so the day that we shot that particular scene, it was the very first day that a Hollywood talent like Tara Strong, uh, whom some of you may know as the voice of Harley Quinn Bubbles from Powerpuff Girls and Twilight Sparkle from My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, um, 
It was her very first day on set. It was the very first shot that we were going to be getting with the Hollywood talent in frame. So she was off in hair and makeup while we were putting together the rig for the puppet ass shot. And um, the way we figured out to rig it is that there's a, you might notice this on screen, there's a ladder just at the very edge of screen. Okay. And so I am just above camera height on the ladder, holding okay. onto these wires and lines. And the first, we, we did the, the bit twice. Um, you know, everyone gets in frame and we kind of figure out where everyone's going to go. And uh, the director, Barry Anderson, counts us off. All right, everybody, three, two, one. And we yank the, the pants and they come off perfectly. Um, but I wasn't wearing gloves at the time. And so when I yanked, all of the fishing line that was in my hand tightened and ended up slicing open part of my hand. Um, so I was, spent the rest of the shoot covered in Band-Aids and rubber gloves so I wouldn't bleed on the puppets. Um, but then we got a we, we did a we reset and got a second shot. That's the second shot that's actually in the show, okay. uh, and it came off beautifully. And you don't even see my feet, which makes me very happy. So there you go. There is a uh, glorious behind the scenes story about a puppet ass and me injuring myself on a TV show in, in nice. front of big Hollywood talent. Pretty cool. Uh, and, and, and I think oversized puppet ass is my new sublime cover band. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now for the real reason you guys are all yeah. listening, um, Scotch. Oh, I, I think they're actually listening for the amusement guests. Probably. They're sick of us by now. Probably, yeah. I mean, seriously. How often do you get a chance to talk about oversized puppet asses? No right? shit, right? Yeah. Actually, I, in my line of work, more often than you think. <laughs> well, in, in, in the grand scheme of, of, of funny the, the story, I, I mentioned you know, two weeks ago I was at a party at her house. No, three weeks ago. That uh, we, we we played Cards Against Humanity at the end of the night, and and Warm Velvety Muppet Sex did end up as a card that I think you actually had in your hand, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, so, or did I you think, get to judge it? I think I judged that. Okay, one. maybe you yeah. did. It'd be funny if you judged it. It, it would have been ironic if it ended up in your hand because it would have been well, yeah. not ironic, not really, but you know, that's fun. But I can't use words. <laughs> so you know, it, it, it amused. I, I I kept waiting for that card to tell me that's going to show up when Megan is playing the game because that'd be awesome. And, and then it did. So I was, I was happy. That, that, that was the moment I was waiting for. And then, sadly, I think it was played on a card where that wasn't actually the winner. Uh, I don't remember offhand. It was, uh, it was a while back, and there have been many, many alcohols since then. Yeah. <laughs> many alcohols then, too. <laughs> you didn't have to go anywhere, so you were the one who was still drinking. No, actually, I ended up with uh, quite the crew ended up crashing on my couch, couch that evening. Uh, it was glorious. I, I, I was sober enough to drive the, you know, couple of miles. That's yes, right. So. And some of you may remember from the last episode, CDS and I are almost neighbors. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, that was an interesting thing to find out. I had no idea that you were up here. Mm-hmm. And that, honestly, uh, you know, your, your cohort, Jeff, is not all that far away either. No, he's, he's in a that. neighboring suburb. Yeah. So. This one's got an interesting smell. Uh, Minnesota interesting or interesting interesting? <laughs> Minnesota interesting. Um, I mean, tell me I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm getting... Uh, Oh, you want me to wait? Sorry. Yes, yes, I want you to wait. Um, but I'm getting, I'm getting that burnt rubber. I was gonna say this reminds me an awful lot of the last scotch we tried two weeks ago. Mm. Um, Honestly, the 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 nose on this one, you know, way call back, and Dave's gonna be like, I don't remember that shit. This smells a lot like the cocumin to me. Yep. See, there's that look. Yep. The five-year-old new distillery on the island. Oh. It, it, God, I remember that stuff tasting just terrible. You kind I mean, of liked it for the fact that it was only five years old. 
Well, I mean, sure. You know, and then, nah, this is pretty good for five years. <laughs> I think you gave it a three. All right, well, I don't, that I'd have to look up. I don't remember. I can already tell you I am dreading tasting this. This is, this is going to be unhappy, Megan. Yeah, this is a... Uh, I really like this distillery. Yeah. So I'm I'm a little disappointed in in the nose already. But I have liked the distillery. I don't think I liked the one that we've tasted on the show. I know I like the 18 year old. Oh, we had love the 18. The 18 was good, but love the 18. I think we had the 12 on the show. Mm. 10 or 12. Yeah, something like that. This is gonna sound totally weird, but it reminds me of pepperoni. I don't know why. Hmm. Yeah. No, not really, but there's no, something no, about no, it. That no, no, there, 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 there's kind of an... I, I, I think there's that. I think there's the hint of the spice that's a very mm-hmm. similar yeah. to that. I think that's, that's, that's where you're going with it. For sure. Mm. And maybe a little oiliness to it, but... Well, that's, that's pepperoni. Exactly. Right? That's, I am loving the taste, though. And, and it, I am going to point out, I, I, I know we don't frequently talk about the color, but it this one's a very, very pale. pale straw. Very, very pale. It tastes a lot different than it smells. Mm. There's a lot more going on. Definitely um, some spice. There's there's a, a quite a bit of spice. Um, there's some peat in oh, there. Oh yeah. Too. That, that's the face that Megan's making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, I feel like I'm licking a bog monster. Yeah. See where mm. CDs and I love that. Oh no. Mm. So. So. It's, it's a little isopropyl tasting. Yeah, 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 there's the the alcohol is there, but. Definitely a burn on the tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you inhale too quickly. Not as smooth as I'd want it, but not bad. Hmm. Um, if this is not bad scotch, I think I'll stick with my whiskeys. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you say whiskey, because technically scotch is scotch is a whiskey. Yes. Are you talking Irishes, Canadians, yes. bourbons? Irish mostly. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of what I figured, but. Since you did at one point, same. I think, work out of the Renaissance Festival, did you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have 10 years out there. Yeah. You escaped. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. a word for it. Good job. I dug a tunnel, unfortunately, and they just expanded it into a quarry. <laughs> it's all my fault. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, there's there's some spice to it, though. It's oh, yeah. nice. Something about it that's hitting the middle of my tongue. Like, not the tip, just, just past the tip, and it feels like I'm licking a quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's a metallicness. I think I'm more copper, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm like licking the edge of a quarter where it's sandwiched together. Yes, I'm getting more. Yeah. Pe- I'm getting more penny than than. There, there's a flavor in the palate I'm trying to find, and I just I'm not being able to pull it out. And now I'm just sitting on the finish, and the finish isn't bad. I'm I'm enjoying that because it means it's almost done. <laughs> it's not a particularly long finish. No, no. There's still a little bit left over on my tongue, but mm-hmm. it fades pretty quickly. It's uh, but I think it's pleasant. So yeah, it, it's it's certainly not a bad thing. It just, it fades a little quickly. I mean, if you if you don't like peat, you're not going to like this. But it's it's not it's it. not the Freud or Lagavulin level peat. But no, it, it's, there's there's a hint of peat here. Yeah, yeah, it's there. Now, wet the nose is gone. I get nothing. Now, admittedly, I might have overwatered compared to well, the pour I had. Here, would you like to take a smell of mine? Yeah, I'll give you that. I think, it's, I think the nose is gone. Yeah, it's still just mostly gone. But uh, we're, we're, we're going to hit the reset button here, and we'll, we'll, we'll try it again. We'll see how it, uh, how it shakes out. 
Thank you. No, it's just gone. Yeah, I mean, if I stick my nose in, I can get a, I can get, I can get a whiff of alcohol, but I'm barely getting that. Like I said, if I stick my nose in. No, that that's that's what I'm doing. No, it, it's just gone. A little bit of peat in there, but the nose, which you know was the worst part of it to me, is gone. So hey, coteen. Okay, water smooths it out. Mm-hmm. Not getting that burn anymore. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not getting much else. I, I I really think I might have overdone the water. This this is one really just a couple of drops. It's so thin to start. I can feel it kind of settling on my tongue. Oh yeah, yeah. Like even like under my tongue, mm-hmm. it just permeates. Like yes. This was not pleasant. Well, finish where finish your all thought. the. All the, all the things I liked about it, all the spiciness and the, the flavor of the peat is just gone, and all the bad parts about it. Hit <laughs> um, it a little harder with water to see if that... I mean, you already don't like it now with water, so let, let's see if making it worse does anything for you. 46% that should have been. All right, but... I mean, you need a little bit more than that. For those of you who can't there see at home, you just put four drops of water in. Which means there's maybe a total of eight in there, where I probably so, have mine closer to... Yeah. Uh, not quite 50-50, but mine was certainly... No, it's it's still just really bad. Uh, Alright, I'm going to finish this for science. Science! science. Ridiculous science? Possibly. Puppet science? Puppetics is actually the... The scientific field of puppet research. Right, but if it's if it, but that's the science of puppets, mm. not puppets conducting science. That's true. That would be puppet science. Yes. Without yes. any puppets, science. What? You know, um, they're not actually all that velvety on the inside. No, no. <laughs> having they don't a, care about your comfort. <laughs> <laughs> ha- having a quality uh, puppet from them, uh, I, I can attest to that. I don't want to know what you do with your sheet at oh, <laughs> um. No one does. No one does. No. I do puppetry. Um, yeah. No one wants to know. That's a word for it. <laughs> uh, honestly, mostly no. it, it's, 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 for, it's for the most part just stayed wrapped up in its bag. Right. I haven't really done all that much with it other than get yourself getting a, a little practice, but... Uh, get yourself a toilet plunger. Honestly, toilet plungers make the best puppet stands. They've got a great wide base to them. They stand up nicely. All of my puppets at my workshop are on toilet plungers. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 the, the, the reason it's wrapped in a bag is I'm more concerned with the fact that it is white and my oh, house is yes. my house. <laughs> fair. Totally fair. I, I do keep it in a room that the cats are mostly kept out of, but it's also the room that is immediately next to the kitchen, and I like to cook bacon. So... So say we all. Well, so say the same. Um, I honestly would have had some bacon tonight. It's just I realized that since the house then smells like bacon for four days, it makes nosing more complicated if there's bacon coming out of the kitchen. So I, I apologize for those of us in the room who enjoy the smell of bacon. I, I thought it would be best to not do that. Maybe I can fry some bacon up after the show to make it up for but. Honestly, I didn't really have much to say tasting-wise oh, on it, but either I, I, I have to agree it had it had more character when it was neat. Um, I certainly seem to have liked it more 
I wet than the other two. That is not to say I liked it more than I liked it neat. Um, I simply hated it less. Um, <laughs> but in, in, in the grand scheme of things, there wasn't much going on with it other than I, for me, it got nicely smooth. It just it lost everything else that it had going for it. So, um, I mean, with, with, with that in mind, I probably can't give it more than a 2-4. Mm. Once again, CDS jumps the gun. Doesn't let me read. Well, that's reading because, for this. That's because didn't we find the reading for the Bonobum's crap last time? Yeah, you can do something. I don't care. This wonderful malt bullshit <laughs> is unmistakably a close relative of Bunaven. Wait a minute. Not a relative. What? But it is no identical twin. It differs in a way that the meaning of its Scottish Gaelic name makes abundantly clear. And its trait common to Ely whiskies for Toitich means smoky. Which, I didn't get any smoke. No, I, I certainly um, got more peat than I got smoke. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I did not uh, find it smoky, really at all. Maybe there was a little There, 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 there was the a hint finish, there, but I mean... But, man, that would not be my it's, smoky. It is not a bowmore. No, no, it is not a, not a bowmore, not at all. Mm. Explain to me again what a one means in your rating system. A one is a war crime. And by that we mean uh, it's against the Geneva Convention to beat it to your enemies. Okay. This is probably closer to, like, uh, Tuskegee Airmen than would be to say Joseph Megalus. So I'm going to give this a slightly O for a one. It's called a 1.2. It's still morally reprehensible, but I don't think we need to convene in The Hague in order to deal with it. Fair enough. However, reparations are still required. Mm. The smell is horrible. Mm-hmm. It's atrocious, wet. Drink it neat. It wasn't bad. It was still below average, though. So I think I'm going to give it a 2.5. Fair enough. So, uh, this, this is going to be the time where we are really going to be missing Perrin because now we have the Dalmore cigar. I know. And I know. It, it's funny, I've been sitting on this one for a while. I did, I, I honestly, I bought the bottle shortly after my return from Las Vegas hanging out with my brown coat guildies last year. And so we, we've had this bottle for over a year on the shelf. Because we do that, even though we're practically alcoholics, we're, we still manage to keep the shit around. Mm-hmm. Well, the answer is, uh, what's this wee pale face, and then I keep them all. <laughs> and then because I keep them all, and we host this podcast every month, and that's four bottles a month that continues to sit at my house, uh, there's no reason to break into something that's not already open. Uh, plus, it's easier for me to keep track of what we have and haven't done on the show if all the bottles are run cracked off, apparently haven't been done yet. Um, this, this makes life easy. So uh, I'm running out of space in my living room, honestly, to store bottles. I'm, I, I, I yeah, already a really nice rack or something. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, have been keeping to my habit of, of staying in contact with the AON people and occasionally uh, you know, making them do another scotch month where I, I, I drop four scotches on them and they you know, remind the world that we have a, a show over here. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I only did that not all that long ago, but I might just have to drop more scotch on them and say, hey, Salsa, I don't care if you do scotch month or not, I need these out of my house, you have a real bar, here you go. 
So, you know, we'll, we'll see. And Salsa's probably going to call me on that now because he might actually listen. So, <laughs> Salsa, don't tell Tim about the Indiana Jones puppet. Let him find out for himself. Yeah, please yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody tell Tim. That just kind of just kind of snicker. That includes you, Molly. No hinting either. Oh, you should really check out the most recent episode. No, no, it's not how it works. Well, no, Tim still wouldn't listen. No, to anything. but that's he, okay. He may or may not have even listened to the episodes he was on. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. We understand that. You know, this is not a show for, for Tim because he doesn't. Yeah. Return, that's so. okay. He, you know, he asked me about the Indiana Jones puppet if I would make him one, and my standard answer when it comes to any character that involves a hat is no. Because I hate making hats, tiny hats. I'm a devil, and I despise them all. And I will make tiny hats, but only if I'm allowed to complain a lot about the process. Um, I think it was two years ago for Convergence when they had the, the British invasion theme. Yep. And um, we got to create the costume for the Tom Baker Doctor Who character. And let me tell you, I hand-knit a half-scale Tom Baker scarf. A screen accurate half scale Tom Baker scarf, no less. I had less of a problem sitting and knitting for eight hours straight than I did making the stupid green hat. Oh my god, it was hats. Hats. They're terrible. I hate them. I, god bless all you milliners out there. You're doing the Lord's work, but terrible things. Yeah, I, I generally not enjoyed hats myself personally. I mean, I've got a couple, but I don't. Until you have to start making them, though. They're so fiddling. I have a friend who took a hat-making class specifically so she could make a one very special hat for her Halloween costume. Oh? I'll show you a picture after this. I would love to see this. It's an impressive hat. And then I want her contact information so I can start subcontracting out my hat work to her. (laughs) I think she's pretty busy, but it's, uh, it's entirely possible. We can talk. All right. Well, but anyway, we're, we're, anyway. We're, we're going to mock Perrin and have the scotch uh, that he keeps bringing up every podcast, saying that this is his, if I'm going to introduce someone to scotch, this is what I start with. No pressure. No yeah. pressure. No pressure. Just looking at it, uh, you know, sitting across the table from this bottle, that has a glorious color. Is it? Is it kind of red? It, yes. it, it, it's definitely got a rubiness to it, yeah. Oh, I love that sound. That is a beautiful color. That, yeah. It, it, it's a nice... Deep amber. Mm-hmm. You know, judging from the color, you know, obviously there's some caramel in there, but you know, you'd think, I mean, it, it, it's got a little bit of that like deep port mm-hmm. color to it. So, I don't know that this is actually finished in a port cask. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we'll, we'll find that out later potentially, but potentially. Uh, well, I may or may not say. Considering the notes that we've had this month, yeah, it's just not been it's not been a good time for for notes. That, you know, I am jumping the gun on you because we don't have the usual flow. I mean, Perrin, yeah, I've gotten used to Perrin, you know, having his, his piece. And, and mm-hmm. so that's kind of... I'm, I'm, I'm holding the glass up to the light right now for those of you who can't see us at home. I am I'm very struck by the color of this. This is a beautiful, beautiful shade. Yeah, it's, it's very nicely. And it smells like a Dalmore. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the color is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I think what Megan means to say is there's there's some peat in here. <laughs> well, I, I I don't know that there's any peat in here. Yeah, there is. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, there is. I, I just mostly smell it's a Dalmore because Dalmore as as a distillery, it has a distinct smell to me. All all of them have smelled. 
in the same family. I mean, they're, they're, they're definitely, there is a mark in their distillery. I have to pause for a minute and put more drops in my eye because the alcohol is drying out my eyeball. And yeah, mid-show, my contact fell out. <laughs> and that's always funny. So this is uh, definitely clearing my sinuses, I'm noticing. It is uh, not uh, shy um, no. <laughs> in the nose. I'm getting the peeps and... You know, definitely that's that's where the, the, the rotting fruit nose is coming from. So I'm not getting rotting, I'm getting overripe. It's not quite to rotting. But I'm definitely getting the standard you know, gingerbread slash Christmas cake smell mm-hmm. that Dalmore yeah. often has. Yeah, there's definitely that. Um, I would say that it's... Uh, definitely, definitely some nuttiness to it. Yeah, some Christmas cake that's been sitting out too long. <laughs> and, 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 and maybe that's what it is. It's gummy fruit. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really... It's the Christmas cake. And this one's See, definitely... These are, the, these are the crazy crazy types of adjectives you get to give to scotch when you're a scotch taster. All right. And I'm definitely getting hazelnut off of this one. Yeah. Yeah. Very strongly. I mean, if I didn't know this was a scotch, I would almost assume that this was a godfather. Is there something maple? Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I think that's where the, 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 the hazelnut yeah. Christmas cake mm-hmm. is coming. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you might get maple. Yeah. Yeah. Smells like Canada. <laughs> I'm looking forward to tasting this one, but I'm going to know it's a I almost want you guys to pull out a camera so you can take a photo of me while I try tasting this, just for the people at home. Um, Did that for Bob, and I forgot to post the picture. You, oh, it was like you, a year ago. You, you know, the funny thing is, 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 is now that I've got a new phone, I might actually be able to make shit uh, work. You, so, you know what? So maybe you know what? I could record a video. We have our own Facebook page now. We do, actually. Yeah. You know, uh... The, so uh, the makes marketing it easier people to, in the world will tell you. It makes it easier for us to post that stuff. So, Posting so, photo albums is the best way to drive engagement to your social media website, let me tell you. I could tell you a really boring work story that involves an awful lot of statistics and, and demographic information, <laughs> but it's quite boring, and I'm certain you don't really want to hear that, and your listeners do not buy that. Yeah. No. They probably don't. I'd probably be more interested. Yeah. Man, the changes that they've made to the insight pages have been absolutely amazing. I'm actually really excited about them. No joke. Like, I'm seriously jazzed about it. Um, but I might be one of four people. So. Well, I know some other people that are probably excited about it. Yeah. Mostly I'm delaying until I actually have to taste this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of a thick mystery, too. All right. You got that camera ready? All right, folks, soon you will see a photo on their website, and it will be of this very moment. So, uh, are you ready? <coughs> so that happened. Um, I, I did not know. do a video. Uh, That's okay. Uh, a couple of shots in there, because yeah. that, that, that was a solid mugging for the camera. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that, that would have been worthy. I cannot say that I like this at all. That is... Uh, well, apparently, we were wrong. Mm. Um, however, I do like it. I think it's uh, there's some warmth as it goes down. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, another common Dalmore trait. A lot of fruitiness. A lot of that Christmas cake really yeah. comes through mm-hmm. on the tongue. Th- this this one that is my tasting note is holy yeah. cow am I eating Christmas cake? Matt's too bad you canceled because you'd have loved this. Just saying, this would have been right up your alley. He hasn't seen the show either. I don't think. Well, he hasn't been on yet. So. That's true. Yeah, that's true. He has not. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to describe this other than unpleasant, and um, I don't know what words I'm trying to find. Um, what does it taste like? Let's try this one more time. That's, that's the trick. Is you, you take a sip, 
Squish it around in your mouth and look for something that you can tell. I'm still trying to figure out words for it. I'm just not. Oh, what is that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The sharpness just came to, came to me too, and I'm trying to figure out what that is. Yeah, and it, it, like I can feel it along the sides of my tongue, not on the, the flat part yeah. of the tongue, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm getting some in my, my sinuses too. I'm getting a, you know, there's some. I don't know, what, how do you for that vapor? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems very, but there's an assertive quality to it. It's not. It's, it's, I'm it's, not, a, it's a spice of some sort. Yeah. I want to say, I, cinnamon is what I want to say, but it's totally wrong. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, like all spice or. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's, there's some, some kind of spiciness of. But it doesn't, it's not sitting on my tongue like the last one did, which is. Good, I'm okay with that. It doesn't have a long after yeah, flavor. Yeah, there's not a, a lot of finish to it. So I'm trying to figure out exactly what it is that's making me feel like I'm not appreciating this, and I don't know what it is. It's, it, I think it might just be the assertiveness of the, the overall flavor. I'm not sure. Yeah, it could be. I'm not sure why you don't like it either. A little water in yours. Thank you. I suffer from terrible insomnia. And sometimes it causes me to have terrible dreams, like I become the general manager of Fearless. So I started using a program called Sleep as Android uh, to help me track my sleeping. And so that was the notification to let me know it's time for me to go to bed. Oh. But to hell with you, cell phone. You don't own me. I own you, actually. <laughs> so does it help you with your insomnia? Um, it definitely helps me kind of keep track of how much I'm actually not sleeping, which is nice. I don't know. I am a big believer in the the idea of the data-driven lifestyle. The more you know about what it is that you're doing, whether or not you're conscious of it or not, the better you can adjust your life and your skills to what you're doing. So so tracking this kind of stuff is easy to do thanks to the app. Um, Does it help me any? I don't know, but I can certainly go to my doctor and say, here's what my sleep deficit looks like, and this is how little I'm actually sleeping. Does it help me? I don't know. But it's better to have the data and not know what to do with it than not have the data and still don't know what to do with it. Right, yeah. Because I, I sleep like four and a half hours a night. Mm-hmm. So. It definitely helps me to remember things like, oh, yes, I should go to sleep soon if I plan on getting at least seven hours of sleep. All right, well, coming back to the table, I can't identify the spice either, although I'm going to say as much as I would have expected it to be an all-spice or a nutmeg, I don't really think that it is. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I am going to say that I think it is somewhat aptly named and calling it cigar malt because I'm kind of getting tobacco notes. Mm. Mm, that could be what it is. Mm, yeah. That, that could Something be. cigar-y almost. Yeah. Wet, the caramel comes out. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's almost all oh. I can smell yeah. is the caramel. Yeah, either my nose is dead or, or it, I overwatered or I'm just not getting much of anything off the nose. No, you know, you should wet. start using the eyedropper. I kind of like the consistency of, of how I've been doing things rather than moving on to having only now it be two or three drops based on what I used to. So you but, want to just continue to do it the wrong way? Well, <laughs> the problem is I think compared to the usual, you might have been giving smaller orders. It's doing orders. It a consistent way. Yeah, see, for science. Mm-hmm. It's, it's my control. And once you learn a better way, <laughs> part of science is throwing out the, the stuff that... That's true, but then he'd have to go through and change all of his ratings for all no. of to reflect the, the new methodology of the 
can't change them. Well, I was going to be OCD. She's right. Yeah. Now, and, and now, in the grand scheme of things, I would like to maybe eventually go back and, and redress the Glenfiddichs and the Glenlivet 12 years because I know I overrated them and I'd love the chance to, to re-rate them. But, <laughs> <laughs> I, which I constantly bring up like every third or fourth episode. Yeah. But, so is that something that you would do as like a blind taste test or is that a... No, no. I mean, we'd still know which one was which, although tasting the two, I would know which one was which. But... Um, would you... Shut up, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, take the Pepsi challenge here. The, 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 the thing is, is, is I know, and I felt even then I was being overly generous, and some of that was due to the fact that I, I know that the guests we had um, highly favored um, the Glenfiddich, um, and and I, I prefer the Glenfiddich over the Glenlivet myself at the 12-year level, and I braided things generously where especially now with a broader palette um you know this many shows in I and mean, we're on episode 40 now since david didn't bring it up um Aha. that uh you know that's, sometimes I, I throw them a bone that's at least 160 scotches we've had on the show and so i mean in the grand scheme or i'm sorry 80 scotches i can't do math yeah um <laughs> Well, for those of you at home, he corrected himself after I gave him a look like, what? Yeah. I, it's, it's, it, I multiply by four per month, but we did two shows. Math is hard. Shut up. <laughs> I've been drinking. So, well, in the grand scheme of things, I've had at least 110 scotches in my personal tasting between club and what I've done elsewhere. So, I mean, I've had so much more now where the Glenfiddich and, and the Glenlivet 12s were in the first quarter of that. And so, I mean, in, 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 now that you know what you're doing, yeah, it's I, like... I, I know how much I overrated them now, and, and I'd like to go back and correct it. I still don't know what I'm doing, listeners. Don't, don't ever pretend that I do. And that is true. I, I will vouch for that. Well, I'm taking my glass and pushing it away um, for the end of this one. Thank you. Um, you know, the... the, the, the the caramels, I can definitely smell them and taste them. It's just now it's not sitting so well in my tummy. Mm. Mm. There's less assertiveness. It's not as I'm going to stab you in the motherfucking tongue. And warmer, I think, as it goes down. But I still can't say I'm a fan. Yeah, I I don't hate it. I can taste the caramel more. Um, the spice definitely is there. But the, the Christmas cake is kind of gone. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know, I can live without it. I think I like it better, but just a little bit of spicy and a little bit of caramel. Not too bad. Not too bad. And now for the pretentious box reading. No, I'm just getting sweet tobacco notes. I, I, I agree, the Christmas cake goes away. The The sweetness is probably a caramel. I'm just, at this point, my tongue is kind of dead. Um, I, I have to say that uh, I prefer the Grand Reserva. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. I don't know which one of those I like better. Maybe we can find out after I after I rate. But no, because I'm not a Grand Reserva. No, I'm talking about just looking at the show notes. Oh. You know. That's of a direct one to one end up heads up comparison. You, 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 We've done that before. You, you mean that that's scoring? So I'd have to go back and look at episode six or whichever one we did the Grand Reserva because I know that was AON. So. Um, yeah, I mean, that was, that was almost two years ago, so. Yeah, absolutely. 1263. 
The Dalmor's heritage dates back to 1263, when an ancestor of the clan Mackenzie owned the the Dalmor distillery for over a century, saved King Alexander III from the fury. Hey, I'm reading the in-game prologue. Suck Mm -hmm. it up. Start. Start. Right, and then you took an arrow to the knee, and then you started the <laughs> of a charging stag. In recognition of this noble act, the graceful king granted the clan Mackenzie the right to use a 12-point stag, representing a royal in their coat of arms. This striking icon has since adorned each bottle of the Dalmore, symbolizing the Dalmore's distillery's regal legacy. The arts of the Dalmore. The Dalmore is crafted using a 150-year-old artisan process passed down through the generations. Eight hand-beaten copper stills of variable shape and size deliver a full-flavored and complex new spirit, which is then enriched over the years in the finest American white oak ex-bourbon casks and hand-selected Oloroso sherry butts. Oh, he said butts. Megan's sleeping, hurry up. Yeah. Master distiller, blah, blah, blah. All right. Tasting what? What? notes. What? Your alarm went off again. Oh, oh, okay. Tasting notes. What? But see, we got some we got some hints in there, because oh. they talked about the, the white oak ex-bourbon cast and the hand-selected Oloroso sherry butts. Oh. I like hand-selected Oloroso butts, and I can lie. lie. You other brothers can't deny. I can't. I'm gonna stop watching. We're gonna be video based. Brown flavor in your face. You get sprung. Benefits Not from it. a judicious selection of aged stocks drawn from casks of three types: American white oak ex bourbon casks, thirty year old. Is this written Mat- by George Matthew Robert? Salem, Apparently. Oloroso, Sherry Butts. Maybe a little Robert Jordan. And from, hey, at least the man can Maybe write consistently. Maybe that's what I was tasting. Maybe he, at least he can write consistently. Puts out a book on time. Cabernet Sauvignon White Barriques. Bottled at 44 per club. club. Seriously. And then Ned Stark dies. Structure and character of this ordinary, extraordinary expression of the perfect complement to a fine cigar. Aroma, cinnamon. Hey, I said mm-hmm. cinnamon. And tobacco. Yeah. Vanilla and red fruits. Palette, tropical fruits. Nah. Banana toffee and vanilla ice cream. Huh. Finish, orange zest, bergamot, mm. and crushed spices. Bergamot, really? Yeah. That's what they said. Huh. I'm thinking Cork Dorkery here. Uh, yeah, at least I have tasted those. Well, and, that. And, you know, they're not terribly wrong. Now, I'm a big Earl Grey drinker. Because um, my mother was for years and years. And this is before Star Trek The Next Generation. Thank you very much. Mm, Sometimes. Um, and, you know, like earlier today, I had a mug and a half of Earl Grey tea. So I'm, 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 I'm primed for Bergamot. I did not taste any Bergamot in that at all. Okay. I'm not thinking about thinking I'll take back your on it for it because I don't know what it is. Fair enough. Thinking back on it, there, there there might have been a hint under there, but I think for the fact that you were, you know, an Irish drinker and not a mm-hmm. Scotch drinker, it was buried enough that yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. 
I mean, because Bergamot tends to be on the very dry mm-hmm. side. But yeah, parsing out of there, I wouldn't have picked it out, but in that note, I will say, okay, I can see that one. Okay. I wouldn't have said it was in the finish, though. I would have said it was in the palette. But Dave's looking at me like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Didn't I just say I don't know where we were at the end? So, yeah. Hmm. Um, well, I'll go. This was, was all right. It wasn't great. It wasn't horrible. Um, it wasn't all the parents said it would be. No. I'm looking at your parent. Looking at you with my dead man's eye. Heavy, <laughs> heavy eyeballs here. Um, I give it a three. I'm trying to decide whether or not I think that's generous. Um, I have, as a rule, liked the Dalmore Distillery. I think, as much as I didn't really think that the 15 was all that special when we had it on here, I think I might have liked the 15 more. I don't know that I can give this more than a 2.9. Fair enough. I'm, I'm honestly disappointed. And the only reason I'm giving it that is I'm trying to take my Perrin overhyped it out of my rating, because with his overhyping, it wouldn't have been more than a 2.5. I have to say, I liked this less than I liked the previous one that we tasted. And I rated that at, what, a 1.2? Yeah. Uh, so I think I'm going to give this a 1.1. One, one, um to reflect the fact that while, again, it is not a war crime, this is not something I would feel the need to vomit all over my bartender if you put this in front of me. <laughs> However, it is, uh, I, I could not finish this one, and uh, it just didn't do anything for me. It just, mm, mm. it's not, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible, but if you're not a scotch drinker, I wouldn't go for this one, I guess. Yeah. I, this is advanced I scotch, I guess. Uh, even... Even in advanced scotch, it's not special. Fair enough. Yeah, I uh, I paid too much for this. Hmm. Go with the Grand Reserve, people. That that seems to be Dalmore's sweet spot. I, I, I really think it's their best malt. I don't remember liking that a whole lot. No, you were you were the outlier for the Grand Reserve. Everybody else liked it more than you. You, you did hate it, but wasn't your thing either. Yeah, and this one, I didn't hate. But I also don't know how much it costs, so. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm you, sure I did at one point in time. Your hate goes up as the price in, increases. Uh, or, well, sadly, uh, it sometimes has an effect. If it was cheap and and the way it is, it would be more acceptable than if it was very expensive. And I, I have I have some scotch that people will go, yeah, this is all right, and then I tell them the price, and be like, oh hell no. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, sadly, uh, we, we, we are like the con special edition part three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but but sadly, in terms of knowing precisely how much this cost, uh, I, I I will say that we we never got around to observing a moment of silence a month ago when my phone died. Um, so the phone that I had that had the nice little cheat sheet of a cop a copy of the receipt mm-hmm. um, oh. of when I bought everything. This is why I need to get Dropbox. Um, I, I don't know exactly how much it cost. I know it was north of 75 and I know it was south of 125 Where in that range it fell, I'm not 100% sure. I know that in Vegas, picking up the Dalmore that was, that was called the Cigar Malt then, but it was in a purple box versus the red box I have, in Vegas, they were trying to sell it for 150 and I knew that that was overpriced for what I thought it was. I think this one usually goes for around 100 Did we only have one that had an age statement? I think we've maybe done the 12 and the 15, the Grand Reserve and the Cigar Malt. No, 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 I mean... Oh, in terms of what we've done in the last couple of months? 
Our last couple of shows. Yeah, the, the long row. Well, the, the Brulotti 98 um, was uh, a... It didn't say when it was bottled. No, it doesn't say on there when it was bottled, but I think I looked it up, and I want to say that was a 14. It, 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 it's either a 12 or a 14. I, yeah, I don't I remember for sure. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that the Dalmore cigar malt is probably I would 10 or a 12. Six. Yeah. Because the, the, the lowest single malt that they sell is a 12. Right. But that doesn't mean that that's... No, that's why they put a number on it. Right. Um, <laughs> if you'd like to put a number on it? What? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, anyway, Megan's going to close us out with another story. Yes, a story about my other grandmother. This is a story about my father's mother. Um, now, my father's mother, I would like to preface this story by saying... I really love this woman. Um, she had a very hard life. She is the my grandmother Antoinette Maria Cipriano was her name. She was born the daughter of Italian immigrants who came over from Sicily on board the USS Liberty in 1908 and landed in the port of New Orleans and immigrated to Chicago, Bernadette and uh, and Giuseppe Cipriano. And my grandmother was their oldest daughter. Uh, married four times, uh, divorced twice um, in 1953, and then again in 1960-something. So she was bucking the trend. Mm-hmm. Um, she buried two husbands, one who was killed by a drunk driver and the other who died of heart failure. Um, and uh, the story about her final husband, Joe, she had retired to Florida, and one day she called up my dad and said, Ross, I'm going out and I'm buying some pretty dresses, and I'm going to catch myself a husband. She did. She started going to the VA dances, and about six months later, she was married to a very wonderful man named Joe, and they would, uh, they, they loved pie. That was really the story there. Uh, but Joe passed away, leaving her by herself, and at that point, she decided she was, she was in her late 70s, and she was too old for love anymore, so she decided to devote herself to home improvement projects. And there is a ballad, if you will, uh, a long, almost um, Beowulfian story that goes as a preference to the part that I am going to tell you, um, but it is far too long. So my grandmother, Grandma Mance, uh, towards the end of her life, she was living in uh, a, a trailer park. She had moved out of a very lovely residential retirement community because she kept trying to kill the neighbor's dog. Uh, and I mean that literally. Um, so she was forced out of her very nice residential neighborhood and into a double-wide trailer, which she decided she was going to gut and rebuild by herself because she was that kind of woman. Um, I take after her a lot in that way. And um, Well, I mean, you got to take out all the organs inside the Muppets. Yes, yes, exactly. So she... Uh, she had been diagnosed with cancer and uh, aplastic anemia, and she had been very sick for a very long time. Still mobile, you know, still able to get around and use her sledgehammer. So uh, she had been living in this trailer park for about three weeks or so, and she hated every second of living in this trailer park, every every single moment of it. Uh, but she had ripped out all of the interior walls in the place and uh, had disconnected the air conditioner because she needed to upgrade the electrical in the place because, and I quote, Ross, 
they were using the cheap copper wire instead of the good aluminum stuff like your dad used to use. <laughs> so she had gone in for her chemotherapy treatment, and when she came home, um, she was lightheaded and dizzy, which was what happens when you have chemotherapy on top of aplastic anemia. That's what happened. It, it means that your, red, your body is essentially just chewing up red blood cells. You're not able to get enough oxygen to your brain. And uh, the neighbors were very concerned about her as she went out to the mailbox to, to get her mail. And her very nice Puerto Rican neighbors asked her, you know, do you need some help? Are you okay? And she said, fuck off, you fucking spicks. Because she was like that. And I find it amusing that she couldn't even use the right racial epithet. Uh, and then she fell and hit her head and started bleeding. And she walked herself into her double-wide trailer without any air conditioning and decided to lie down and never woke up again. And it was three days later when the police were called to let them know that there was a terrible smell coming from her place Ooh. that she was finally discovered. So... To our listeners, my toast to you. May you go out like Grandma Foley, surrounded by people that love you and care about you instead of full of poorly used racial disparagements alone in a trailer in Florida. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers to that. Because Florida. <laughs> <laughs>